We're back with some bonus questions for Chris Epting. He's the author of a brand new book called Long Train Runnin', Our Story of the Doobie Brothers with the band's founders. He's also written a lot of pop culture books that I think are must read. So welcome back, Chris. Thanks for talking to us again. Good to be here. So speaking of pop music culture, it's interesting that in the age of COVID, it seems, but certainly over the last couple of years, music documentaries have just exploded. I mean, there's a doc about people I've never heard of. Steve, we are in the golden age, I'm convinced, of music documentaries. I mean, and I love it personally. Even when they're not great, I like the fact those are hard to get done. I mean, I'm trying right now. I'm kind of entering that world a little bit, trying to get one done. They're not easy. Like, what have been your favorites thus far, if, if you had to think of a couple? Well, we mentioned uh, the birth of New York City punk, which fo- focused largely on Max's Kansas City in our conversation. And that's called nightclubbing, right? It's called nightclubbing, yes. And he's, you know, it's also got a Sid Vicious little 10-minute documentary that with him and Nancy Spungen, who are just like so stunned on heroin that it's kind of hard to watch. That director's done a bunch of stuff. You mentioned uh, CBs and Johnny Thunders. He did a great one. I don't know if you've seen it called Looking for Johnny. Oh, yeah. Is his, is his last name Garcia? Yeah, Danny Garcia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. great. He's yeah. Great. And he talks also about how hard they are to make. Let me ask you if you've seen any of these. I know there's a new series. I think it's on BBC. You mentioned that the Stones were your all-time favorite band. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I have. And what do you think? I liked it. I mean, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a diehard Stones fan. It started when I was like 11 years old. And I mean, I still listen to them pretty much every day. Something, you know, the Rolling Stones have have been, and as long as I live, will be an important part of my life. You know, they just are. So I was really looking forward to it. And I think the BBC did a really good job. I mean, the one frustrating thing for me as a Stones fan, whenever I see anything like this, is you'll get, I've seen, I think, most of the footage that's out there. Yeah, I make a habit of trying to track down anything and in the and the stones clearly have an archive they haven't shared and you know it because in these documentaries you'll get a fleeting like two second clip of something that it's like oh my god that's you know australia 1973 and it goes away what i want is the stones visual archive documentary Mm -hmm. you know kind of like what the beatles did with the the eight hour thing get me into that archive and walk through those concert sequences with the stories behind them that's what i'd crave but that said, I think the Stones documentaries were terrific. I think the two out of the four, there was one on Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Charlie Watts, posthumously, Charlie wasn't in it the way the other ones were, and Ronnie Wood. The Ronnie Wood one and the Charlie Watts one, to me, were better than the Mick mm. and Keith, because Mick and Keith, we kind of know everything, you know? And, and, and they were both great. I have to say, for Mick in particular, who rarely gives away too much in an interview, uh, was was very charming and, and very, you know, smart and funny as usual. But the Watson Wood ones, I thought, were were really illuminating and really interesting and very well done. I mean, I wanted more. They were only like an hour long. I would have loved it. They were each two hours long. But I think they're I think they were very well done. And you mentioned uh, the Beatles one, which I have to admit was incredible. I was hung on every word. But <laughs> I got to say, uh, I loved Ringo in that. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest with you. And I get flack for this. I, I appreciate the Beatles. I know how great the Beatles are but I've never been a huge Beatles fan. And I know why. I mean, I know how great the Beatles are, but when you're a kid and you like, it's like, to me, it was like the Yankees or the Mets. You know what I mean? When I bought into the stones on the level that I did, it was almost like I couldn't allow the Beatles in. It was like very territorial, you know? Um, that said, I, I totally, I mean, I love the Ruddles. I don't know if you ever saw oh, the, the parody. Oh my God. I'm a Ruddles. Like I like the Ruddles more than the Beatles. <laughs> 
<laughs> but 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 all kidding aside, I thought the documentary was uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be pulled in for all of it. I couldn't stop watching it. And I'm and in my head, I'm thinking, well, if you're a hardcore Beatle fan, there's nothing that will match this experience. Right. But it was fascinating. I agree. I loved how Ringo came off. I loved how Billy Preston came oh, off. I definitely. thought I thought Preston's role was just fascinating. And, and you know, everyone knows the moments in all of those hours that really stood out. When you, when you see Get Back start getting born, it's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Like, you, you see the spark of the song happen. And there were moments, I goosebumps thinking as I was sitting talking about it. Um, so I thought it was wonderful. I mean, I love the fact that all that stuff was shot. I mean, the fact that they thought to burn that much film at that time. And there's a lot more. So I thought that was absolutely uh and I've, I've gone back and watched parts of it since. I, I thought it was a revelation. And yes, Ringo um, was terrific yeah. in that. And a new appreciation for him. And I'm going to get it wrong. I may not be like a biggest Beatle fan, but I love them individually. You know what I mean? I love John Lennon's solo career. I love, I mean, I think, again, I, I get it. But the Stones thing it kind of warped my brain in a way where I just can't get too close to the Beatles. I feel like I'll almost be cheating on my precious Stones. <laughs> well, then I'm going to have to ask you this because I've got some Bachelor time coming up and I've gone through a bunch of my old music collectibles and I found some interesting DVDs. And I have to know, this is on the list, and I don't know if I've kept this one at arm's length, but I need to know if you've seen it. It's called Being Mick. Oh, yeah. Is that good? Put it this way. <laughs> it was a T, it was a, I think ABC, it was yes. a TV series. Yes. It's got to be, how many, almost 20 years or so? Yeah. I mean, it's a long time ago. I guess it might be. He had a solo album coming out. I think it was called Goddess in the Doorway. And this was, series was created as a promotional vehicle, hmm. clearly, for the, for the solo album. But... An album which was was, you know, I think it's all three copies. I mean, it wasn't a, but but again, you don't go to the beat to the Stones for solo records, at least not on mix side. Keith's <laughs> had a couple of really good ones, but anyway, if you put aside all the promo of the album, I thought it was fascinating because you're basically on the road with Mick and you're you're in his plane and you're in it with his family at his kid's soccer game, and I thought it was really fascinating because there's there's one moment that stands out to me where he's going into the archive, the Stones archive. There's, there's a vault somewhere in London where it's like the whole, everything is there. And Mick's in there looking for some take of something. And the director off camera says, do you, do you feel uh, proud looking at all that work? And Jagger kind of screws his face up and he goes, proud? Like it's the last thing he would mm. think about. And he says something like, this This is just what we do. It's like, it's that working class thing that a lot of those post-war Brits from Clapton to the Stones to Zeppelin, they all have that thing where it's like, they're very workmanlike about what they do. They're craftsmen, you know, and there's a, there's a working class approach that really came through. And it looked like Jagger was just saying, well, this is just, this is our job. Like, proud of what? It's just, you know, it's almost like he built a, like he was a bricklayer and that was a wall he built, you know? And there are moments like that in the, in the show that I found very uh, revealing that you don't normally see. And I think the cameras were there so much, Jagger, who historically always has his guard up, I think gave in and let it down more because there was always a camera nearby. So yes, long story short, highly recommended. Oh, good, good. Well, the other one then, uh, which I watched uh, um, just to, to tease my interest, and uh, it's of a certain age era, but I'm sure you remember The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. Of course. And I found this DVD I have with- Kiss? No, it's all the punk rock bands, right? 
And the interview with him, uh, with Johnny Lydon and Keith Levine from Pill, is perhaps the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched in my life. He, Tom was fearless. I mean, he he did have a great show. I mean, if you ever if you've never seen the Kiss episode, that's really good too. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I remember those. I would sit up late to watch those interviews because I was into all that music and in Boston, uh, uh, it was like 1980 or 81, and I was interviewing Jim Carroll, who was playing oh, at the Paradise. Paradise. I was at that show. And in fact, I, there's a video. I can send you a link to he and I sitting there. I was doing this college interview. And afterwards, he asked me about, about Tom. He goes, hey, you ever watch Tom Center? Like, he was into that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I, I, I did a little bit. I'm going to do more now because Jim Carroll, who I just thought was the coolest human being I'd mm-hmm. ever been next to. And if he said that, it was like, yeah, I'm going to start watching more. So I did. Yeah, I love that show. And Catholic Boys still is one of the best yeah. albums ever. Oh. You know, Yeah, incredible. Well, listen, we could go on all day. I want to thank you for your time. Uh, his name is Chris Epting. He's done a lot of books. Uh, just Google them on Amazon. And then go to All Music Books and purchase them there. Uh, it'll help us all out. And uh, they're all a great read. So much fun stuff to read. Thank you, Chris, for your time. And thanks for your insight on documentaries, by the way. Steve, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. I hope we can do it again sometime soon. Dave Mason. All right, done. If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media.